Hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Hair Ikigai. On this episode, I'll be sharing some lessons that I've learned from the coronavirus, how to take care of yourself and things to do while in self-isolation. So, keep listening and I'll let you guys know all about it. Hello, I hope everyone that's listening is really well and healthy during this crazy time. Um, I hope everyone is safe at home or and just you know, taking care of themselves and their families. Um, I thought I'd record this episode to talk a bit about COVID and my own reflections um, around what I've learned during this time whilst, you know, self-isolating and just lessons that I've learned for myself that I want to share with you guys. Um, So yeah, I thought I'd break down this episode um, into three kind of sections. First, I wanted to kind of talk about the lessons that I've learned from COVID um, and share a few things that you guys have said as well. Um, then I wanted to talk about ways to stay healthy. So sharing a bit, bits and pieces of advice that I've um, heard myself. And then finally, uh, talking about a few things that you guys can do while in isolation. So things that I've been doing that have been helping me that I just thought I'd share with you guys to kind of encourage people to try and do a few th- bits and bobs here and there to make themselves a bit more busy. So yeah, here goes. Um, so to point number one, to share a few lessons that I've got out of um, COVID. Um, for me personally, one thing that I've learned out of all of this is to never look down on the workers in society. I think recently, um, you know, certain groups of people in the UK have been described as low-grade workers um, and you know really categorized as people who belong in the lowest rungs of society but actually these people right now if we look at this in terms of you know if we look at this um, you know um, spread of this virus right now it's kind of like if you look at it through military terms it's kind of like a war it's like a war zone right now with um, you know um, like biopolitics and like this spread of this disease that's affecting so many people and the people who are at the front line of this war if you want to call it that are you know the people who are taking care of our society it's not you know your professionals in um law firms and your bankers and stuff like that these people have the luxury of being able to work from home but the people who are you know at the front line, um, you know, protecting our people, our population, um, our public, are, you know, the people who belong to these so-called low rungs of society. Our cleaners are the people who, you know, we deserve, um, we need to give thanks to for keeping our streets clean, for keeping our society a safe place for us, a healthy place for us. Um, You know, um, our grocery store workers who are putting their health on the line to make sure that we are all able to bring food home at the end of the day. These people, we don't think twice about when we walk into the shop um, to go and collect our stuff. We could potentially be um, carriers of the disease. um, But these people are coming into work to make sure that their shops are open so that we can go and collect the food that we need to then feed our families um but yet then again these are the lowest paid people in our society or you know not considered the most um reputable respectable whatever it is that you want to say the media has been calling them recently um you know these are the people that have been at the forefront of this war or battle with this disease um you know our fast food workers that have only recently just had um you know the stores closed down um due to the lockdown in the uk but these people like working in mcdonald's or you know kfc these people have been serving food um 
and they have been you know they they haven't they haven't been protecting themselves they've been out there providing services to the public you've got your uber drivers you've got your delivery men who have been delivering your drinks and whatever it is that you've been craving from the comfort of your home but these people have been outside doing a service to society but we don't thank them because we take them so much for granted but now is like a reminder to remember that these people that we don't give enough credit to are the people that are fighting for us right now the people that are there for us when we need them the most um you know like your tesco workers your people who work for Lidl's, um sainsbury's the, the people that are still there right now stacking your shelves um you know moving the trolleys around and putting um goods on them every day these are the people that we once all of this is over even now we need to say thank you to them because they are putting their lives at risk to look after us um again you know like our doctors and our nurses the people who have been you know haven't been paid in the same way that they put their lives at risk they need to be paid more um you know like these are the real heroes of society right now who are going outside when they have their own family and people that they could potentially be putting at risk because they could be carrying it themselves but they they still choose to come outside um and take care of their patients because they've made a promise to society to be there at a time of crisis and to you know save our lives literally save our lives they are literally you know our heroes in um you know this society um our teachers you know the nurses and the doctors that you have the people who have children they wouldn't be able to come to work if there wasn't someone to look after their children so our teachers who are you know choosing not to stay at home and work from home but are choosing to go into the workplace look after these children so that their parents can come and do what they do best um you know like these are the people that we need to thank because in all honesty these are the people that are the lowest paid in society teachers don't get paid even near how much they actually deserve to get paid doctors don't get paid the same amount as you know let's just say it, the footballers that get paid way more but you know don't save lives um you know like these people i think this is the time where i've been thinking like these are the people that we owe the most respect to like if we think about it we live in such a society where we res- where our respect lies it's such a messed up thing like we respect obviously everyone deserves respect every line of work deserves respect for what it does but in terms of authority and who we give so much respect to and where it goes teachers and doctors get taken so much for granted in ordinary life and now it's like it's a massive reminder of how blessed we are to have these people at such a at such a time of crisis um another thought that i had was i think this one's like the inner geographer in me is gonna come out at this point because i feel like this is such a massive reminder to us that we should never ever after this look down on other countries that don't have certain services or healthcare systems and this and that and the other and to call them third world countries to never look down on i hate the term third world countries because it kind of feels like we're categorizing ourselves on top of another country like when we call ourselves you know a first world nation a first world country we belong we belong to the western world um and you know these third world countries are so behind and so backwards i feel like this the coming of this disease has just been a reminder to us that you know 
we can't keep thinking of ourselves as superior to other people just because we have these systems in place just because we have this that and the other because this one disease disease has come in and now you know our medical facilities our knowledge all of this stuff has been shattered everything's been thrown out of place and to be honest it's a reminder that you know when when things come and hit hard it can hit hard anywhere in the world it doesn't matter how superior you are and how much status you have how much class you have how much whatever you have you know your money this disease doesn't recognize class it doesn't recognize race it doesn't recognize the color of your skin it doesn't recognize anything like that um and so when we're you know next time you want to criticize a country that's suffering from famine and suffering from war or like these refugees that are trying to come into a different country because they're trying to save their lives and save the lives of their family just remember how you you felt right now when you were suffering from COVID, uh, a small disease, not a small disease, obviously it's a pandemic, but this is the reality of life for many people in, you know, different parts of the world. So it's like to, it's like a humbling experience to remind you that never ever consider yourself higher than someone because of where you live, because this disease can come and attack you anywhere it doesn't care whether you belong to the first world there are no borders when it comes to a disease that's borderless it will literally it there is no boundary for the disease so it was kind of like <sighs> i don't know I, I it's like the west is currently shaken but in many parts of the world this is a permanent reality like this is the first time that we've actually been shaken in this kind of way that the west has ever experienced anything like this like the first world has ever experienced anything like this but in you know in quotation in the third world this is every day for some people's lives this is not you know a sudden shock to them this isn't something that is you know like going around on the news constantly because this has become their every day you know like we in many ways, we are very, very privileged, despite the fact that we have, you know, coronavirus, like, I don't want to, you know, belittle the fact that coronavirus, and how serious it is, and the fact that this is, you know, such a severe thing, and it's taking so many people's lives, but I just want to also put this out there, that, you know, there are many privileges that we still have, uh, despite this pandemic going around, and that is that, you know, we first of all we have the privilege of being able to hear what the government will be able to do about it like we are able to look forward to the hope of a lockdown and being able to kind of retreat um so that the government can work on figuring out a solution and stop the spread of something we can look forward to the government announcing that yes we can we can tackle coronavirus within the next 12 weeks if everyone just you know follows the rules and stays home and chooses to self-isolate and protect everyone but in many places, like, you know, the children of Gaza, the children of Yemen, the children of, um, you know, Kashmir, these these places, among many other places that I can't list here, you know, they don't have that. They don't have that to look forward to. They don't have, you know, these announcements to give them hope of a better tomorrow. Whereas we do, we know that, you know, okay, maybe this is going to last for what, a year? But then after that, we'll, we'll go back to our normal lives. But for other people, that's not the case. There is no such thing as, um, you know, an announcement like that, or there is no such thing as, as, as bad as it sounds, like a hope for a better future, because, their every day has become so permanently surrounded by this 
terror that they're experiencing so in many ways we are so privileged still um like you know we get to panic buy we get to have the privilege of going into a shop and knowing that there are going to be shelves of food or even like even if we're you know like we have the privilege of being able to pick and choose what we want to have and if there's a shelf empty we can you know throw a bit of a tantrum and say oh you know the bread aisle is empty how ridiculous but there are places in the world where they don't have aisles of food prepared and you know you have children who are victims of war who don't get to have the same options they are rummaging through garbage um, to find scraps of meat to go home and feed their family or even then they won't find anything and they'll go home empty-handed but we have the privilege we have the privilege of being able to complain about panic buying which I feel like is such a first world problem and this is just something that I've been contemplating and just thinking about how much greed we have in our society like this is something that we need to reflect on and just think like we call ourselves a civilized society a civilized western world a first world that we're so proud of calling ourselves but then you know like what lessons do we take from this how can we come out of covid to be better people to be better neighbors to our um you know our friends and family and the people who are living around us to take care of one another um you know, like, we're so lucky in the sense that we're separated from our families, like our extended families, our grandmothers, and, you know, our cousins and whatnot, but we have the benefit of technology. So we get to use FaceTime and WhatsApp or Zoom or whatever it is to stay in touch with our loved ones. But others don't have that luxury. Um, You know, like, we 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 get to do these things but they don't know when it is that then that they'll ever get to see a loved one again some people have the reality of not knowing whether a loved one is alive or not and so this is like a reminder that you know there are so many things that despite this pandemic we need to realize that we are still so so privileged like the the bare minimum of what we're experiencing um is that they that we're having to stay at home but this is nothing compared to what people in other parts of the world have been facing on a daily basis um you know like corona has just come about over the last few months like what it started in december in china and we've only been experiencing it for a few months but it feels like the end of the world for us but you know in certain places they've been on lockdown for 14 years and you know like we we've we've been so ignorant that we've been ignoring it we haven't been hearing about it on the news we haven't been fighting for it even though we have the power to do something about it so i feel like this is a reminder to us that we've now just experienced a small percentage of what children, young children, mothers, elderly people have been experiencing every single day for several years and years in other parts of the world. Um, you know, like we're under the threat of a disease, but we live in a place where we have knowledge and we have the technology to work towards finding a cure. So like, you know, we recently heard news like, oh, we'll be able to find a vaccination for it. Um, and we're working towards it. We've got cases where, you know, the trial drug has worked out and people have been able to survive from it. We've got our first case of a survivor. Um, but you know, in some places, people aren't just fighting disease, they're not just fighting like malaria or, or, you know, invisible diseases, they're fighting a visible evil, which is the evil of humans, the evil of people that you can't, you know, it's not something that you can automatically get rid of. 
because it's a disease of the heart um like they these people are you know threatened by not only disease but mass terrorism and violence and so this virus for me personally i feel like a thought that i got out of it is that it's a reminder that we live in a world where we are extremely privileged despite the pandemic that's going around and there is so much that we have to be thankful for um and after after this after we get out into the real world we need to make it our priority to take care of one another not only in this country but to now that we've experienced what other people are experiencing in other parts of the world i'm going to say it again the third world to just stop being ignorant and now that we've experienced it fight for change like truly fight for change um okay and then another thing that i got out of this though like a really positive thing that we got out of this is that i feel like although again i don't want to go away from like the severity of the issue the fact that you know coronavirus is a very dangerous thing um but i feel like also um there is something that is quite beautiful that's come out of this which is that we're learning to show love um and how much people are you know um being selfless in a way um I, I do understand that you know like the panic buying and everything that is a bit of the selfish side of things but then there is also the fact that you know young and healthy people who know that they could potentially not be affected by the disease are choosing to give up their everyday life of being outside to stay indoors because they choose to protect other people knowing that they could be carrying the disease um and they they could potentially um you know infect someone who is not as um you know strong as them um and you know they're choosing to stay home and protect wider society so we've all in a sense um chosen to sacrifice that and i think that's very beautiful that's something that's very nice that's come out of it um you know um I feel like on such a mass scale for us to be able to do that like I think genuinely that is amazing like that is amazing if you think about it on a global scale people are choosing to self-isolate because they want to help make the lives of our doctors and our nurses easier because we know that the NHS is strained and we need to um protect our doctors who are going outside every day risking their lives to save our lives the most that we need to do is sit down on our sofas and just make sure that we're not spreading it anymore and the fact that people are choosing to comply with that i think that that's just a really wonderful thing that's you know come out of all of this um and so then i wanted to share a few things that you guys have said too like um i put up on my um instagram you know what are some things that you guys have learned from kovi and a few people shared a few things so i thought i'd share a few of them um and they were just really nice like um one person said that there are hidden blessings in every calamity which i think is very true i think with the spread of kovi right now um you know it's taught us a lot of important life lessons in terms of you know making time for our family making time for the things that are really important in our lives putting um like prioritizing certain things um like one person also said human connection and the support that is like you know the support is paramount a simple i'm here for you is everything and i couldn't agree with that more i feel like with this whole thing that's been going around people have been you know reaching out to their loved ones people that they haven't spoken to in a while and making sure that you know hey are you okay you've got people who are you know buying stuff for their elderly neighbors who are unable to go out and purchase things and people are just being 
so loving towards both people that they know and strangers um which i think you know i feel like i don't i don't want to say it like i don't want to say this in a way where it seems as though i'm not taking kovi seriously but i feel like this was something that needed to come around for us to really bring back humanity to bring back um a sense of love in society like it's a bit shameful that it had to take a disease like a widespread pandemic for us to realize what's important in society but at the same time the fact that it's happening i feel like the lessons that we're learning from it it's there's uh, it's really good um um yeah like just in general being able to look out for one another being supportive looking out for strangers it's just I, i don't know i just think it's a really nice thing that we've got out of this whole disastrous experience that we're having um another person said just how truly beautiful family time can be now that i'm working from home and always around my family i genuinely couldn't agree with that more i think I I think in the UK I think a lot of people have been fighting to work from home but it's been taking a bit of a, a while for people to actually get around it. Um you know it was quite difficult like you would have to have like a proper reason like oh are you a parent do you have you know childcare duties or do you have someone who depends on you that you have to go and do something for. It was very difficult to you know explain that oh you know I just personally have other things that I'm interested in as well that I would like to do alongside my work and so I would like to work from home once a week or you know I'd like to just be able to take out time to go to the gym but then come home and be able to sit in my uh, sit in my own clothes and do my work. And so I feel like now that this has come around it's kind of forced every single company to take into consideration the work from home situation. Um and it's been able to give everyone a taste of what it's like to work but being around your own family and being able to have time with them. So I think that's something that's, you know, really nice that's come out of it. Um another person said I actually love my own company. Um I think that's such a that's such a nice thing for you to realize. Um it can be really scary, you know, out in the world when you're like I think I said it in another episode where you know if you're going to a restaurant and you're sitting down and you're eating by yourself, you might be worried about what other people are thinking like oh she has no friends or oh you know like she's just a bit socially awkward or what not. But now that you're kind of in a position where you're having to come up with things that you want to do by yourself, if you are isolating by yourself, then you're forced to find comfort in your own in your own um like company um so i feel like that's such a nice thing because that means that when you come out of this afterwards you'll be fine with both being around people but when you're not around people it won't feel like such a lonely experience anymore because you've done it you've already done it and now you're well prepared and well equipped to be able to do things and conquer things by yourself if you want to like if you want to travel now you don't have to depend on other people because you know what it's like to just rely on yourself or if you want to start a project then you know you've already sat with yourself just by yourself um for a whole 3 4 months. So I think that's something that's good out of it. Um so another person that relates to this is um said there's a plethora of things that you can do when you're left undisturbed by the outside world. Seriously, <laughs> exactly. Like um I feel like now I th- I had this conversation with so many people, but I feel like this time is something that we've all been waiting for in a sense like I feel like you know like when I even first made my first few episodes I literally didn't say it but 
Like I was waiting for a time where I could have some time for myself just to figure out my headspace. Because I didn't take a gap year, but I needed that gap year for me to really figure out who am I? What do I want to do? But now that I started working, I don't have that opportunity anymore. I really wish I took that gap year to do that. So I, I feel like for everyone, this is kind of like the time that we've all been craving in some kind of way to be able to be given that time back to prioritize ourselves, to focus on the things that are really important and to put in a routine in our lives that works for us. Um, like we've all in a way been given a gap months, like a few gap months um for us to focus on ourselves focus on what's really important like our family and our friends and projects that we think are important to us um so yeah I 100% agree with that point um so with that another person said I get a bit more time for other creative things which I didn't do since year 10 seriously like honestly that's so true like your creative side and things that you know you neglect so much I feel like when you become an adult I don't know when we do it but when is it that we push away the inner child when is it that we actually become an adult like I, when I was young like when I was a kid I used to think that there was a point when adults would just know that they're adults but then when you actually become a young adult like I'm 21 I'm kind of like now I get it like most adults are kind of just winging it they don't know the next chapter in their life it's just kind of there and so no one really knows the recipe to becoming an adult but when is it that we actually lose the inner child and the things that you know that child craves like being creative being you know funny being a bit goofy like when you're when you grow up you're so serious and so you you do come across some adults that are very goofy and very serious but we don't take them seriously because we think that we don't associate that with adulthood and so we kind of think of them as people who aren't taking life seriously but actually they are the ones that we should aspire to be like because they're very easy flowing easy going um in just life and they're 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 feeding the inner child in them so I, I agree with that like just being able to go back a little bit retreat and retreat a little bit um and focus on that person that you were when you were in year 10 or whichever year it was that you had that fun time um uh another person said I've realized that I really want to push myself to learn again um even though I'm out of university I think that's a great realization for you to have right now um and again I feel like you know being isolated being alone gives you that time to really think about what's important to you and if you realize that you know you want to continue learning I don't think that you need to be in, in an educational institution to carry on learning if there's something that you're passionate about that you really want to carry on learning about the internet is literally in the palm of your hands um you know that's one of the benefits of living in the society that we do so you know if there is something that you want to carry on learning about learn about it do your own research and then let the whole world know about it but through your own platform make your own page make your own website um and then it doesn't feel like a burden as well because you're so passionate about it you start your own little project so i would 100 percent um encourage that if if you want to push yourself to learn never stop yourself from learning i feel like you know we're always constantly learning anyway, but if there's something that you want to specifically learn about, then go ahead and do that. Um, um, another person said that I need to learn to take life a little bit less seriously and enjoy it more on a daily basis and put the rat race behind. And that's the last point that I'm going to talk about. 
um i think that is one of the biggest things that i think a lot of people are going to take out of this because right now we have been given such a massive opportunity for us to re-revise our life like rethink how it is that we're living like what it is what it is that we're doing on a daily basis and before this happened were we satisfied with the way that we were going about our lives um and if not now is the time for us to contemplate okay how can we take a step back take life a little bit less seriously and you know try something that is potentially a risk but you know what I don't want to have regrets um enjoying it more like doing things that you're genuinely interested in and passionate about because Colby reminds us of the fact that you you're here today but tomorrow isn't promised and so if tomorrow isn't promised are you going to be happy with what you've achieved today and if the answer is no then maybe you need to rethink how it is that you're approaching the life that you're living right now I know obviously there are there is you know like we have to be realistic around certain things but I think at the same time um like the way that I think if everyone was realistic about everything we wouldn't get to where we are today like the person who invented phones if he thought that it's not realistic for us to ever be able to speak to another person through some brick thing that we're holding in our hand then we would never be able to have technology we wouldn't be able to speak to someone or if this is it the stone stone aged men that brick like created the the will or something like if them if they thought that you know it's not realistic for us to be able to create something that transports us like a spinny thing um using stone then we wouldn't have come to where we are today where we have vehicles that you know move on a wheel so you know like i think being realistic um depends on what your definition of realistic is but with that reflection that that person had I think it's very important um for us to take life a little bit more like slow down the pace of life after COVID after we come back into the real world um just try and enjoy the moment a bit more but yeah so I thought I'd share that with you guys just a few thoughts of my own and the thoughts of people um on my own Instagram um just to I guess share a few experiences and yeah um so now i wanted to talk about how to stay healthy um during this pandemic how can we look after ourselves and um our family so um i know like a lot of the people who listen um are from the uk but if you're not from the uk um i i don't know how far um you know different bits of um advice are going um so this is like um a voice note that i received um and it's from a lady who um translated advice in spain um but she basically said that the virus is characterized by um obstructing your respiratory uh pathways um with the build-up of thick mucus that um basically thickens itself and um solidifies and blocks your airways and lungs and so the only way that they can deal with that is through um applying medicine and to apply that medicine they need to open up um your airways and they need to unblock your airways but this can take several several days um to achieve 
And so there are a number of ways that we can protect ourselves. Um, and so she listed a few recommendations that I'm going to share now. Um, so the number one thing is to drink lots of hot fluids such as tea, warm water, um, hot chocolate, coffee, whatever works for you. But as long as it's warm, um, just to kind of keep your um, keep that um, mucus, um, I guess, in control if, if that is there. Um, it's like what you would do if you had a normal flu anyway, like drinking plenty of fluids to kind of um, clear your airways. Um I hope I don't know I'm I'm I hope <laughs> this is medically correct. Um uh please do forgive me if I'm not saying the correct um stuff here related to how the whole science behind it works. Um so number 2 um take a sip of warm water every 20 minutes because this keeps your mouth moist and it basically washes out any virus that has been sitting in your mouth um, into your stomach where the acids and like the gastric fluids um, basically destroy any of the viruses. So that's what's been recommended. Um, and then number three, uh, gargle with an antiseptic. Um, so, um, and you do this with warm water. So use, for example, salt or vinegar or lemon. So for me personally, I can't stand the smell of vinegar. So my dad's been like extremely persistent with this, but I've chosen to go with either salt or lemon. So whatever works for you, but this is what has been recommended and try and do this every day. Um, so that this is um, like something that has been recommended and I would highly um, recommend everyone in your family to do that. Um, number four, um, it's been um, said that the virus sticks to hair and clothes. So if you do go outside, when you come home, make sure to wash your clothes and have a bath straight after coming from outside. So it's been said, like, try and avoid, um, you know, sitting down on furniture or anything um, and wash yourself. And um, uh, because it's really important to get rid of the virus as quickly as you can. Um, so with that, number five, if you can't wash your clothes, then hang your clothes in direct sunlight because that also neutralizes the virus. Um, so apparently a lot of people haven't heard this before, so I'm not sure about how accurate this is, but I don't think that there is a harm in um, trying because I do see that there is a sense, um, it, like it makes sense to do that. Um, so yeah, um, number six, wash metallic surfaces because the virus can stay on them for up to nine days. I've been told that plastic as well, plastic surfaces, it can stay for up to three to four days as well. So make sure that you thoroughly clean those spaces as well. Um, number seven, be careful when it comes to touching public handrails. I think this one is for an everyday kind of thing, even if we didn't have coronavirus, to be careful to be careful with what we're touching. Sorry, <laughs> my mom was really excited with the cat. Um, so to be careful with what we're touching in public spaces, like if you are going outside, um, you know, maybe wear a glove um, uh, and, you know, use your hand sanitizers to make sure that you're getting rid of any bacteria and maybe try and avoid um, just touching places that more people are um, dealing with on a daily basis. Um, so again, number eight, wash your hands every 20 minutes with um, a soap that foams. Um, this is what has been advised. Um, if you are someone that 
um, does tend to get dry skin quite often then also moisturize your hands as often as you can um, and then number nine have fruits because um, we need to have plenty of fluids in our system um, to just really wash out any uh, kind of bacteria that's in our body any kind of anything that's in our body to just kind of flush it out um, and just have plenty of fluids um, and fruits to keep ourselves healthy um, so with that, I think another one that I watched, um, someone said, you know, don't be afraid of uh, the disease because a apparently what happens is when you're scared, you weaken your immune system by like psych psychologically, like um, you kind of um, make yourself more vulnerable to the disease because you're making yourself fear it. But if you're kind of like um kind of thinking okay we've dealt with several diseases we've dealt with several problems um and you kind of make yourself feel strong about it and you know not worry about it too much don't overthink um you know how serious serious it is then um you're also helping yourself because your your body is more able to tackle it um, so this is another video that I watched, but I, I think it's very interesting the way that she said it, like to be brave, like be brave when it comes to this um, disease and, you know, don't let it come and attack you. And the way that you can do that is by building up your wall of bravery. Um, I, I guess this again ties into kind of like psychology, um, but just being very, um, you know, strong in your own mental headspace. With that, I thought I'd also um, add in a few recommendations from my mum and dad because they've been uh, practicing a number of different things in my house, uh, in our home, um, that have been really helping us to stay healthy. Um, so there's just um, three of them that we've been kind of doing, um, and that is number one. Um, if you don't have it, then you can also order it online, which is. Um, cider honey um so s-i-d-r um and mix that with warm water and squeeze a bit of lemon and or you can use um normal honey anyway um and what that does is it just keeps you um it's kind of like a cough syrup um to keep you keep your um it's it's the same effect as just drinking um warm water um but it's um it's a remedy that we i think a lot of uh, families use um number two is um having vitamin c and vitamin d tablets um so i think there are like these fizzy tablets that kind of um taste like um fanta orange once you make it so it's like these um small tablets you drop them in water and then it's like orange um and it's really good for you kind of boosts your energy um so you can get them from a number of different stores like i think you can get it from holland barrett um i think you can order them online as well so have a look for those um i think it's really important right now especially because we're indoor um and we can't we're not really able to get out as often as we can um it's really important that we keep ourselves stocked up with all of these vitamins um, and number three, um, this is something that my mum has been getting us to do, uh, which is having um, hot to warm water with uh, fennel seeds. So this is like an old remedy, um, I believe. 
um, that my mom told us about and it what it does is it basically makes you sweat um, a lot um, which is really good because then that's another way of you being able to get rid of any kind of uh, toxic fluids from your body um, through sweating so these are just a few things that I wanted to recommend to you guys there's a lot of information out there um, but I thought these were kind of some of the common things that I've been hearing um, here and there and I thought if people haven't heard this advice then I just wanted to put it out there um, for everyone to be able to access. Okay, so number three, I wanted to talk about some things that I've been doing or I've seen other people doing whilst in isolation. And I thought I'd just give a few a uh, few ideas on here um, just in case people were running out of things to do. Um, yeah, I thought I'd share some inspiration. So number one is I feel like this is the best time for you to actually make the most of the people around you and your loved ones so number one is you know sit with your parents um, or whoever it is that you're isolated with and really learn about their life like get to know about who they are what are their passions what are they all about um like with me and my sisters, alhamdulillah, please say Allah mubarak laha as well because um, I don't want to get evil eye, um, but I still want to share this with you guys to be able to share inspiration and to encourage you guys to do the same. Um, so please, I hope like whoever's listening doesn't have, um, you know, bad intentions for me or my family. But yeah, with like... Um, with my family I kind of sat down with my parents um and we just got them to tell us about like their childhood like what 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 can we learn from their childhood what what kind of silly things did they get up to um you know what life lessons do they have to share um you know like we sat with them and we were they were telling us about like the lives of the prophets and things that they know from their own understanding of the religion um and so I feel like, you know, we're so often wrapped up in our own lives that we sometimes forget to make the most of our loved ones. So, you know, if you're isolating alone, I want to make this kind of inclusive of everyone. Um, so please do forgive me if I do kind of leave out certain groups of people Um but you know like I do understand that people aren't always necessarily around their family. If you are isolated alone, um, then, you know, like maybe um, like facetime people that you consider dear to yourself like it might not have to be your family it could be your friends um and you know if they if they are with a group of people you know get them to sit around as well and you know join in in the uh, facetime and have like um a virtual group group discussion um where you know you uh talk about um all of these same things but online um, and it's just such a nice way to bond with everyone. <laughs> if you guys can hear people laughing, it's because my family are bonding downstairs right now. So, um, like, it's a really nice, it's a really nice time for you to step out of your own little bubble and get to know other people, get to really delve into what are these people all about. Okay, so number two, I would say um, this is um, this isn't really an activity, but this is a bit of advice. But I would say like get some fresh air, um, open your windows. Like I think that should be a house policy. Now that you're not in your office, implement some policies into your home. And one policy should be the open window policy. Like when you're working or if you're at home, it can get really stuffy and that can make you feel really sick and you just want to get outside and get you know just, it can just make you feel very frustrated. So open your windows, open your front door, let the air in. 
um um like if you do have a garden then have a picnic in your garden um like make cut up some fruits uh cut up make make a few sandwiches and go and like put a blanket outside and just sit there for a bit um, because you're still self-isolating from the rest of the world but it's within your own kind of space or if you don't have a garden like me I don't have a garden we have a balcony you can still do the same thing like put out a mat and sit on your balcony and pretend to have a picnic um uh like today um it was really sunny it was really nice and warm so I um took a stool outside um at the front door and I just sat there and I literally photosynthesized like I literally just took in all of the sunlight and just really enjoyed it and listened to a few tracks and it was just like proper me time um and just basically relaxing and unwinding in my own little space but within my own little self-isolated space um because I feel like you know for me personally I feel like I I don't know, being away from the office has taken away so much of my anxiety. Like, I feel like I'm slowly and gradually becoming who I used to be before because now I'm in a space where I feel comfortable. I'm in a I'm in a position where I'm surrounded by people that I love and you know, I'm 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 the person that I am on week weekends every day. And so for me, I feel like this has really allowed me to deal with my anxiety and my mental health in a very positive way. But I understand that this isn't the case for a lot of people. Like this isn't the case because when you go outside and you go for a walk, for people who suffer from depression and anxiety, a walk is like their sense of escape. It really helps them. And so when that's taken away, it can be very difficult. So I really sympathize with the people right now who are, you know, suffering and you're not forgotten. It's just the fact that, you know, we're so surrounded by COVID right now that a lot of other issues are being kind of sidelined. But that doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't, you know, is less important than how it was before. But the way that you can deal with it is like in the UK right now, uh, we have um, a lockdown policy. So it is being taken very seriously. But Boris Johnson has said that, you know, you are allowed to take one form of exercise a day, which could include going for a walk as long as you are isolated and away from, you know, crowded groups of people. You're not going with people who are from a different household. You can go out with, um, you know, one person from your household or you can go by yourself but go in a place where you can actually self-isolate and you're not um you know going to put other people's lives at risk so I would say you know do research around you know the severity of the lockdown in your area and just be you know mindful of um you know whether you are going to be putting people at risk and if you think that is the case then please do stay at home don't go outside um but if it is possible for you to do so then you know do go for a walk um uh, for me, like when um, I used to go for a walk at night, that used to ease my anxiety a lot. And I really missed that, like just being able to feel the night breeze, to look at the night lights. I feel like that's been taken away from me. So what I do is um, sometimes when I feel like it's becoming a bit much, I'll just open my balcony door, stand outside and just look at the lights from outside my um, balcony and just you know breathe in the air and just relax myself. So if that's the case, you know, do that like um try and find a space outside of your house where you can just stand for a few minutes and take in the breeze um so I would feel I would say like try and implement um like a fresh air policy into your everyday routine okay so number three um 
something to do while while isolated is to draw and paint so you don't even need to have colors like if you uh, don't have them you can make sketches using pencils or a pen like you can look online and see what people do with you know a black biro um, make your own little studies of the uh, of the outside world that you can see from your bedroom window um, there are like a number of online paint classes like uh, a friend of mine like she has her own page where she's very passionate about painting um, and so she posted this um, online class uh, by this lady called Catherine Freshly on Instagram you guys can check that out this isn't advertised by the way I'm literally just sharing it because I, I'm personally going to look into it as well um, and um, and you know like it's just really nice like you can find online classes to practice painting painting is very very therapeutic um you don't even have to be i don't there i don't with like the painting you know art community there is no such thing as good and bad every person has their own skill and their own uh, own you know style of doing things and so you know you can literally do whatever you want that brings you a sense of comfort it's very 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 therapeutic and i would highly recommend it for anyone um but if painting and drawing isn't your thing then you know think about what is your thing like maybe create your own app or your own posters around something like if you're a very techie person then maybe um do something surrounded by that learn how to code um you know like do something that satisfies your inner person with that number four make something um like we have so many bits and bobs in our house that we can recycle um like you know like when we were kids and we had art attack and we would make things out of like toilet roll um and so you know um one thing that i think somewhere down the line i'm going to do with my sisters is we have so many shoe boxes at home um like turning those shoe boxes into little memory boxes um like I made a memory box when I was a, a kid and I still have that memory box and it's full now it's like literally overloaded with things that I've just collected over time that remind me of fond memories of like things that I've done with my friends like from university from secondary school and it's just really nice to have like a trigger like a just little item that reminds you of a certain time in life you know like when you have certain smells that you suddenly kind of it just comes out of nowhere and you're like oh my god it reminds me of this time and it's like certain scents are remind um associated with really happy happy memories um the same thing so like you can create like memory boxes it's like a really fun thing to do if you've got kids in the house and they they're kind of getting agitated now and they need something to do it's like a fun thing for everyone to be able to get their hands in with that um number five clean your room declutter your space like this is um this I think this is something that's like really important because um, I feel like, you know, when you're stuck at home, your environment plays a massive part on how you feel emotionally. And so if you declutter your space, uh, it just automatically makes the environment so much lighter. Like every morning we literally wake up, someone's hoovering, someone's cleaning the bathroom, someone's doing this, someone's doing that. Like if you've got revision notes that you've been meaning to throw away, do that now because now's the time. Like every day we're so busy that you come home and then you're like, meh, I'll do it another time but now that you've literally had like a, a literal pause in life reorganize that life again get rid of all of that clutter that you don't need like have a proper spring clean so that you can feel lighter in your own home space and your space of self-isolation okay so number six learn to cook or bake so i know there's a lot of panic shopping going on right now and there are you know a lack of um 
ingredients available but I think one of the most important things that we need to do right now is to slow things down and try to go back to a sense of normal in our lives in in the best possible way that we can within our house obviously um so you know if you have any ingredients left over maybe experiment like um try and make some biscuits like if you've never cooked before but you've been you know wanting to do that you're obviously gonna have to feed yourself every day anyway but instead of your parents cooking for you take the initiative for you to learn how to cook um or bake something and it's like a great way for you to give yourself um something to do and make use of your time so i would i would say that's like a a great little thing for people to try out as well um number seven start making plans for that project that you've been pushing aside for so long like i think most of us have like you know a small idea that we've been thinking about like that we've kind of been thinking oh that would be nice to do but you know we just never had the time to actually sit down and plan it or you know to really execute the idea so this is the perfect time again i think like you know there is something that's really positive that's come out of this which is that we've been given so much time here um it just depends on how you make use of that time like are you going to regret wasting this time or are you going to be productive um using this time so you know like just pull out a piece of paper or whatever it is that you're going to use um and do like a mind map um like you know if you've got an idea for a podcast then you know think about like what what do I want to do with this podcast if it's a blog that you want to write I spoke to a few friends and they were like I've always been wanting to start my own blog but I was always worried about this or I didn't know what content to produce and stuff like that now's the perfect time for you to really do that brainstorm get all your ideas on that sheet and then make that first plan I think with all of these ideas that we have the scariest and most difficult part is getting your foot out there like making that first step and then once you've done that first step then the next step is still a little bit difficult but it's just that little bit easier and then the third one just that little bit easier and then you suddenly become really comfortable and then it gets easier and easier as you go along but that first step is like the most difficult because that's when you actually have to get off the sofa and pick up that pen and start writing um so this is the best time for you to do that if you've got that business idea start planning you know like what is my market um gonna look like who is my audience who is my competition how can i you know um really make the best out of this and it's the best time for you to actually start researching um if there is you know a side income that you've been thinking about whatever it is how can you fit this into your reality um for me i realized that there's something that i want to do and um you know along with the podcast and you know my my nine to five job i didn't really have the time for me to prioritize that other little project that i wanted to start but now that i've got the time now i can really sit down and think okay um how can I uh, find a way to get myself training for this? So again, it goes back to that point that someone said where they said, you know, they want to carry on learning even though they've left university. For, I think that's really important. You know, you don't need to have an educational institution to teach you something. Like I think, you know, a lot of people who want to start businesses, they think, oh, I don't have a business degree. I don't have the experience to start my own business. But actually, you can teach yourself that you don't need to have a degree in business to learn how to start your own your own your own little project 
you can you know speak to people who have done it themselves or you can you know use the resources that are available to you online to learn the do's and don'ts so that's what i'm going to do as well so utilize the resources that are available to you to start that project whatever that may be number eight build a fort so if you've got children in your house or you know what you don't even need to have children i'm not going to put an age limit to this you can be of any age, okay, bring back that inner child, if you're working from home and you need a change of environment, build a fort for yourself, like bring a few chairs together, so you need four chairs, if you've done a bit of DIY recently and you've got a few wooden pieces left over, you know, stack them um, with the chairs um, and chuck a few duvets over the top, um, and then you know if you've got fairy lights stick those uh, like around um, if you don't have fairy lights if you've got a table lamp put that inside um, chuck in a few pillows um, play a little bit of uh, you know background music like classical music um, and then just chill like it's a just create a vibe for yourself and it's just really nice um, so I did that recently with my sisters alhamdulillah um you know we watched a few netflix movies inside um and then we left the balcony window open so it was like a nice nice breeze coming in and it's just like a really nice little project for you to do it can be for the whole family or it's just something that you can do for yourself just to feel a bit fun um so yeah i would really recommend that like just just have a bit of fun you don't have to always be so serious even if you're an adult uh, okay, so number nine, do home workouts. Find a workout video on YouTube um, and make you know your siblings or your family to get uh, you know get involved. If you're not with your family right now, you know home workouts. That's still something that you can do, and it's just so much fun. It's something to keep your energy. You know, like when you're not going outside, um, you're not going to work. That form of exercise can be taken away. So, you know, like watch um, just dance videos, I think, like on YouTube, they have like um, similar uh, videos to Wii, like the Wii console. And so you can like literally mimic their movements. And it's just a fun thing to do um, to feel a bit silly and feel a bit energized. Um, so yeah like do those home 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 workouts um, and it's just like it's nice to see your family members be a bit silly as well number 10 um, FaceTime your friends um, have them in the background while you're working from home so this was like a really nice kind of um, suggestion that a friend of mine made um, you know like she was saying, you know, it can be quite lonely right now because you're away from the office. You don't have that office interaction as much anymore. Um, and that can sometimes be quite lonely when you're, you know, doing your office-based work, but you're at home. So what you can do is, you know, FaceTime your friends and have them in the background. So everyone's still doing their work, but you have light discussions here and there. Just bring a little bit of office banter into your house. Um, you don't even need to do it with your friends. Like it could be a way for you to get closer to your colleagues from the office for you guys to, you know, FaceTime each other from your home it makes things a lot more personal and that means that they get to know you on a different level um, and that could that could work both ways but I would say you know if you feel like you can be on that level with your colleagues then definitely give that a go okay number 11 um, dance, like make funny TikTok videos. I've seen a lot of them. Like you don't need to post them online if you're not comfortable with doing that and you don't feel like, you know, you want to share it. But it's like, again, I 100% encourage people to just be silly again. Um, you know, have fun, um, you know, with your siblings or on your own. It, it doesn't even need to be TikTok. Like I, I don't use TikTok, but I'm just saying like, because that's, that's the one thing that came to my mind. Um, you know, um, like just you know 
play a track and you know have you know just be have fun um you know like you can even record it with your siblings and then you just have cringe moments to laugh at later on um you know like for me I don't really go to the gym so if you don't go to the gym and then walking was my only form of exercise because I love going on spontaneous walks here and there and so because that's been taken away I kind of feel like um a bit tired inside and just a bit you know unhealthy so like you know dancing and just like keeping active in that kind of way is a really good way for you to still have that exercise get yourself sweating um so I would say like you know just go for it do it you don't need to share it with anyone not everything is about sharing you just um do it for your own you know sense of doing something for yourself and keeping active okay so number 12 is read a book um uh, I know a lot of people aren't really into reading but honestly once you start reading a book and if you're really into it then you get so stuck into the book that like you just keep turning the pages and you can't quite seem to stop at, to a point where you get told off by your mum because you need to do a chore but you keep on putting it off because you're still reading. Um, like I feel like reading is such a good form of escape like I feel like with coronavirus and everything that's going on it's so easy for us to get pulled into the world of just reading the news and it can get really um, intense it can be like you know so much information being shoved down your throat left right and center it can get very overwhelming and so reading like um, reading a book can be a form of escape because it literally is like you going into a different world you literally escape this world of coronavirus and go into a world where you know it's about whatever you want it to be about based on whatever the book is about um so currently I'm reading um you know before I used to read books based on like mysteries and crime fiction so I'm quite interested in you know like how all of this um you know works and psychology behind all of that um and I was you know reading all of that but but right now I don't want to read anything that's you know very negative or you know I don't want to read anything that's so serious because I feel like life right now is so serious and so I want to read something read something that's like light-hearted a bit funny um a bit you know like just reminding me of a more happy-go-lucky time um so right now I'm reading a book called The Wedding Girl by Madeline Wickham and it's basically about this woman who got married when she was really young like when she was 18 when she was kind of like carefree and she wanted to live a bit dangerously and it was just um like she just met this guy and they decided to get married it was kind of like the shabby wedding that they had um things didn't work out but it was like a fling kind of wedding that they had um and you know they decided to call it off but you know it was like the wedding was there though um and then you know later on in life you know she matures and she finds the man of her dreams they're about to get married and then you know the whole idea of marriage feels like deja vu to her because she's already been married so you know her past starts to creep up on her and now it's this whole thing about how does she you know let her mum know and her future husband know that she's been married before and how does she deal with this so it's like a funny book like it's like very light-hearted um and it's just something to distract me from the seriousness of life right now so I would really recommend you like to read something light-hearted something a bit funny um because I feel like when it comes to reading uh, I could I could make a whole podcast on reading but reading is like 
you go into another world and you're in charge like you get to choose how that world looks how does the character in that book look how does you know the setting feel like um, and it's literally it's 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 the best thing ever it's like it's better than watching a movie because when you watch a movie that's the choice of the director and the way that they choose to to do things but when it comes to reading a book each person has their own imagination and so you create thousands of different worlds from one book that you read um and it's like it's just so nice um like I had this favorite book that I read when I was a kid um called the magic faraway tree and you know I made this whole post about it um but it was like when I was a kid um like I think I used reading as a form of escape since I was a child like um like it was this book about these young children who found this enchanted forest and you know there was this tree in the forest um that they climbed and at the top there were like these enchanted creatures that inhabited it um like there was this guy called Moonface who was really sweet there was this um you know there were like these fairies um there was this saucepan man who who always wore this outfit with like it, this really noisy outfit with like different bits of cutlery on him um and at the top of the tree was this new land every day like this new magical land it had a different theme to it like there was upside down world and loads of different things and like these kids would go on crazy different adventures but it was like it was my own imagination and I would always look forward to it because it was like I was going into that world I was another character um and I would just like have such excitement because it felt like a thrill to be able to go into that different land um but also like narrowly escape different lands like because the land the land would switch every 24 hours and if you don't get out on time then you're pretty much in trouble so like it was I think when I started reading that that was when I, I I was like I have to just carry on reading and I have like a whole shelf of books um and I kind of like out of nowhere go on like this book buying spree and I'll just collect like several books and then I'll just go through them whenever I can and so like the current book that I'm reading I bought this like what five six years ago and I didn't didn't quite have the time to get to it but I feel like this is the perfect time to read something really light-hearted so I would say yes number 12 definitely read a book even if you're not someone that enjoys reading trust me everyone enjoys reading if you just find the right book for you okay um number 13 I would say like during this time it can get very stressful and it can get very overwhelming so I would say if you haven't already listened to my previous podcast please do um but please practice meditating um like just find a quiet space sit down and practice your breathing um there's like an app called calm um which is really good for you to kind of practice inhaling and exhaling and it's just very soothing so it's like a good way for you to manage your own stress at time where certain things certain coping mechanisms might have been taken away from you okay number 14 if you're working from home um I would say it, it's really easy for you to stay in your pajamas and I've, I, I've been doing that I'm really guilty of doing that um, but what I would say is brush your hair put on some makeup put on some glitter on your face um, you know um, like for the guys you know get out of your pajamas and put on um, some nice you don't have to put on a suit but you know put on some nice clothes brush comb your hair um, and just dress how you would usually dress if you were going out to work because the clothes that you wear really determines the energy that you feel like when I'm in my pajamas I feel very lazy whereas when I'm in kind of more so outside clothes I feel more 
ready, if that makes sense. So today I got up, I put on, you know, makeup, um, you know, for girls, like, um, for us hijabis, like, we're constantly wearing our hijabs and stuff, but, like, you know, when you're at home, now's the time for you to, like, do your hair, experiment with your hairstyles, colour your hair if you want to get a hair, cut your hair, um, like, you know, like, be creative with your outfits, um, and it's just, um, a fun thing to do to really make yourself feel a bit more energized, like, the clothes that you wear really affects the way that you, um, feel, so, like, experiment with your hijab styles, um, like, you know, do, do fun things, um, just to, I guess, bring a sense of normal back to your life, Okay, so number 15, um, watch Netflix or watch a documentary. Now, this one, I would say do this within moderation because it's really easy for you to binge watch. And binge watching, I would say it's good for one or two days. Even then, it's not. But, like, after that, it can it can be really bad for your health. But also, it's like it, it creates this really sick, heavy feeling, if you guys know what I mean. Like, after you've watched a number of episodes, by the end of it, you kind of feel sluggish. Um, so I would say, like, watch it, but within moderation. Um, but again, I would say keep it lighthearted. Like, try and avoid the really serious kind of documentaries and, um, you know, like, things about crime and thriller and murder and, like, horror. Um, unless, obviously, that's what that's what you want to watch. But I would say, like, try and keep it lighthearted. Watch a bit of comedy uh, for the girls. Like, you know, like, just watch... Um, I don't know why I said for the girls, like watch comedy, watch um, rom-coms, whatever, but you know, like keep it, or like family um, movies, like Disney movies and stuff like that, just keep it very um, positive, I would say, uh, for me personally anyway. Um, number 17, this is a perfect time to reflect, so I would say another thing, like another activity um, that you could implement into one of your days is um, reflect, like write down the things that you are thankful for, this is a great time to do that because there is so much that we have to be thankful for, like the fact that you know we're talking about self-isolation, but a number of us don't have places to go and self-isolate to, like, I've, I've been thinking so much about the homeless people, like, everyone's saying, oh my god, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, that's the, that's the saying, isn't it, but for people who don't have a home, I, I'm kind of thinking, like, where do these people go, so, like, be thankful for the fact that you have a shelter, like, you have these privileges, you have a home to go to, the fact that you have family or whoever it is that you're isolating with, or even if you're isolating alone, the fact that you have people that you can message, um, you know, whatever it is that you need to be thankful for, for the food that we have on our table, if you haven't been panic buying, the fact that you have something to keep you going tomorrow, um, you know, the I, th I feel like this is a reminder to us of how wasteful we can be now that we're having to ration our goods, um, you know, like, how much tissue roll do you use when you don't need to use that much? Like, you know, it's really easy to just yank a tissue roll and just, like, pull out seven seven pieces of tissue when now you're literally rationing on two pieces of tissue. So, like, how wasteful are you on your every of, during your everyday life when you're not being affected by coronavirus? Um, or, you know, like, the food that we throw away when we think that we don't, we're, we're too full, um, that we don't think, oh, you know what, let me just leave it 
in the fridge and then I'll finish it off later when I want to or you know when we go to a restaurant and we just you know finish a meal but then we choose to throw it away instead of taking it home for takeaway because we're too embarrassed to um, ask for that or like there's something surrounded like ego uh, surrounded by ego so you know like these small things that we do that now we should really re-revise um you know just reflecting like this is the perfect time to really reflect on our own personal characters who are we and how can we better ourselves after we come back out into the real world again and interact with wider society again um, this is a reminder for myself by the way I don't ever want to create a podcast where I'm coming across as a hypocrite and saying things and advising people when I'm not practicing it myself so guys please don't think that I'm just saying this to you guys this everything that I'm saying on here I literally listen to my podcasts podcasts again for myself like this is my own diary so everything that I'm saying this is a reminder to myself first and foremost that this is what I need to do for myself um, and then whoever's listening can also implement it in their life if they want to but this is for a reminder for me um number 18 oh no number 18 number 19 um play board games so um with me and my family um we didn't have board games before so i bought a few from amazon um you can do that as well i think delivery services are still going on um do check whether that is the case for wherever you're living um so a few games we i ordered um articulate um there's a game called the chameleon i got um exploding kittens ludo um monopoly um i'm just listing them here i've only bought three of them um you know there are a number of games that you can buy um or if you've got you know board games at home like it's just nice i feel like this is a really nice time because in a sense i feel like you know back in the olden days like back in time when people didn't have their phones people would actually live life if I'm honest, like, I feel like a lot of our life now is spent online, if I'm very, very honest to myself, I feel like if I really think about how much of my life is spent in real life, and how much of it is spent online, I spend a lot of my time online, with my online community, rather than really looking outside what's actually happening in my real life, like, I spend a lot of my time on my phone, Um, whereas before, when people didn't have that, people would go outside, like, when we were kids, we weren't on our phones, but young kids today, they have their iPhones, they had, they, like, three-year-olds know how to click the play button on YouTube, Um, but when we were kids, we were outside, you know, playing on our scooters, playing football, um, you know, having water fights, this, that, and the other, Um, and I feel like, now is a good time for us to try and go back in time a little bit like try and retreat from social media to some extent um and you know play those board games like things that they used to do back in the days when they didn't have the internet um or they didn't have as much social media like instagram and facebook and all of that stuff so like finding ways of entertaining ourselves without relying on the internet but that goes to number 20 if you don't have your own board games you can always make your own games um so like there are many games that you can play without requiring um actual um equipment um other than a pen and paper so there's a game i i thought i'd uh, recommend a few that i used to play as a child um that i've actually been playing with my younger sisters now and it's so much fun because you can get your parents involved as well um so this is something that you know if you've got young children or if you've got young siblings this is a these are a few really good games that you can play um there's one called dots and boxes so this is like something that you can play if you've if you've ordered your board games and you're waiting in the meantime then 
dots and boxes is basically you get a piece of paper and you draw dots say like you could start off by six by six or you could do 30 by 30 and then each person has a different colored pen and you take turns to draw a line that connects two dots um and the aim of the game is for you by yourself to complete a box so say for example three people have drawn three lines and you're close to completing a box and you're the next person to take a turn so you can draw that box and complete a box and so you put your initial um, inside that box. And if you are the person to complete a box, then you get another turn to draw one more line. Um, and so if you then complete another box, then you put your initial and you can carry on. So what happens is towards like uh, the end of the game, it's like people create several boxes in one go. It's like a really fun game. I hope I explained that in some kind of way. But if it doesn't make sense to you, like you can Google it and there's better exp explanations online. Um, there's Pictionary, um, so you need, um, so any number of people can play this game, you give each other um, a piece of paper and a pen or pencil, the um, the instruction is to write down a common phrase or, and then you basically fold up the paper, um, you collect all of the papers and place them into a box or a basket and then players take turns to choose a paper and either act out the phrase or draw it on a large piece of paper and then the person who gets it correct basically then takes the next turn um, and you can even provide a category like for the game so some of the things can be like common phrases or you can write books or you can write characters celebrities or films so it's like a fun game to play with anyone of any age in the family um, another one, I love this game and I still play it, um, it's called Bus Stop. Um, so what you do is um, everyone gets a piece of paper and you split the paper into several different columns. Um, and so you choose a number of different categories. So usually it's boy's name, girl's name, um, food, color, country, brand, celebrity, song, um, and then any other kind of categories that you want to throw into it that can fit onto the piece of paper. Um, but at the beginning, you also fit in one column for letter and right at the end, also one column for score. And so what happens is um, each player takes a turn to say the alphabet. For each round, you, you pick one person and that person says the alphabet in their head uh, without sharing it with anyone. And then another person says stop. And whichever le letter they land on, that's the letter that you... Um, you basically fill every category for um so say for example you land on the letter j so jacob um jasmine uh, jackfruit um so you the aim of the game is for you to complete all of those categories and get to the last column before everyone else and say bus stop so you have to fill in every single category for you to be able to say bus stop um, and then everyone has to stop regardless of where they are and then whoever um everyone basically um talk shares what they've come up with for each category and if you have the same as someone else then you get zero points but if yours is unique then you get five points and so you do that with every column and then right at the end you um total um, your score and then you do that until you know you feel like you've gone through as much of the alphabet or everyone's bored and then you um total up your all of your scores from all of the rounds and then you find out who the winner is but it's really fun and it can get really competitive so it's such a nice game to play and then the last game that I have is called Psychiatrist. Um, so this is like a really fun party game, but you can also play this with family. Um, so it's basically, so how to play. Um, you choose a psychiatrist and then everyone else in the group is a patient. So 
the psychiatrist leaves the room um, and then all of the patients decide what it is that they have as an illness and they all share the illness um so it's like a rule that everyone follows um and the aim is that the psychiatrist when they return to the room they have to find the the like they have to diagnose the patients they have to find out what the illness is um so all of the patients are following the same rule and they're also at the same time trying to confuse the psychiatrist um the job of the um psychiatrist is basically they have to when they come in they have to question um their patients so they're trying to figure out like who's trying to act like who or what is the secret pattern so if the psychiatrist asks a question and the patient answers incorrectly according to the rule then the person um like someone in the group has to yell out psychiatrist and then everyone will get up and rearrange themselves so that confuses the psychiatrist even more because then they know okay someone said something wrong here there's something within the pattern that went wrong here so even when everyone is rearranged the pattern of you know who is acting like who or who's following the rules stays the same um, and so the game ends when the psychiatrist basically guesses the pattern correctly um, or when um, you know the designated time runs out so say for example you can apply um, 15 minutes for not 15 minutes like five minutes for them to figure out um, uh, what the rule is so um, when the game is over the last person to have spoken uh, to the psychiatrist will become the new psychiatrist if you're playing another round um, which means that you basically that's how you win the game so um, if the psychiatrist can co correctly guess the pattern um, that the pa patients came up with, then they will basically become the winner of the game. Um, so there are a number of rules that you can do, like start your sentence with the first letter of the name of the person who spoke before you, uh, do an action like scratch your head, uh, follow um, the alphabetical order. Um, so like someone can start a sentence by saying, um, you know, um, how are you feeling today oh I'm a little bit sick uh, and then they can turn around to another person and say what about you bit better but could have been better and so like these are really bad examples but like it's like people following the alphabetical order or like you know one of the illnesses could be everyone thinks that they're a superhero so the question could be okay how are you what's your favorite color and so one of the patients could say um red outlined with gold and then the psychiatrist turns to another person and says um you know what did you do yesterday um and they say i ran a marathon marath ran, ma ran a marathon for two minutes then i beat up a villain and then i stopped a comet from hitting the earth or whatever it is and so it's like you you follow the rules but um trying to do it in a way where you're also trying to confuse the psychiatrist um and so there are so many rules that you can look up online um like everyone thinks that they are the person to their right uh, whoever the psychologist is uh questioning uh, the people on both sides to them get itchy um everyone thinks that they that, that they are in the shoes um of like a former prime minister so it's like you can come up with whatever crazy rule that you want to 
But yeah, I thought I would share this with you guys just to give you guys a bit more of a lighthearted conversation around coronavirus, just to give you guys something to look forward to, um, a few bits of ideas of like things to do while you're at home and self-isolated, and just a bit of advice as well, just in case people weren't aware of, you know, what kind of advice is being around in terms of how to take care of yourself. But I hope whoever's been listening has found this interesting. Um, please do let me know if there's anything that I've missed out or anything that you you think um, would have been important to discuss or if there's anything that you want me to cover. Um, I would I, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, but yeah, that's it for me uh, for today. Um, please take care of yourself, guys, and the health of your own friends and family. And yeah, take care and I will talk to you guys soon. 